Hi there and welcome to the seventh row of my 30 minute workout series. Now don't worry if you've not done the first six, you've got 23 more to go after this one. Now today's one is actually kind of up to you. What I'm saying is you can do it how you like. What I suggest is that you pick a stroke rate and a pace and you stick to it for the, the full 30 minutes rather than trying to do a kind of an intervals up and downy kind of thing. The video you're gonna see is me doing it in 2021 when I did it at 24 strokes a minute. And my pace from a 2K pace point of view, don't worry, um, is 2k plus 12 but if you don't know about a 2k training pace basically it was like a started off about 7 out of 10 ended up about 9 out of 10 so it's a really kind of tough workout that really pushes you up there but it didn't actually leave me on the floor at the end okay so that's kind of uh, if you can work out from a pace guide right so Going to do a four minute warm up uh, before this row. And as always, we have to set up our machine. So on the concept two, that means going to your drag factor and setting it to where you want it to be. If you don't know anything about drag factor, set it to like four or five for the time being. Too low isn't the problem. Putting up to 10 is kind of the problem. And then you can watch the video I have here about drag factor. If you're on a non-concept two, just set the resistance so that you get a nice feel from the stroke, but it doesn't feel like you're having to fight against it when you uh, take each of your strokes. Next up, if you're able to, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up you don't have to look down and finally if you're able to then please set your foot plates to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically okay if you're set too high you might not be able to get there if you're set too low you might go scooting past there and that causes power leaks and things so we're going to do this run about 20 strokes a minute and I want you to think about, uh, just for, to start, the amount of power from your legs to be as though you were just standing up from a squat, okay? And we're going to think about the connection, pushing with your feet at the same time your handle connects to the machine, just for the first minute or so, all right? Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. I don't know if you heard that, but it's uh, bonfire night here in the UK today, or tonight. So there's fireworks going off all the time. So if you hear any explosions, don't worry about it. It's just fireworks. So what I mean is that you push with your feet at the same time the handle connects to the machine. What, by connecting to the machine, I mean it makes it go. Hopefully that kind of makes enough sense. But it comes down to body position and timing. So timing, you want to make sure that you get it right. So you push and connect at the same time. But body position, you also want to be sure you have that forwards tilt towards the front of the machine and straight arms as you push your feet and as your hands connect to the machine, okay? And that way the power is able to go from your feet and you can surge that power in, okay? So a minute done, and if you've got that timing feeling okay, starting to think about adding a bit more power I've kind of started to say for this warm-up you want to be working as hard as as if you were walking up 10 flights of stairs so you know your heart rate would be up probably be breathing a little bit harder but you wouldn't have to stop you're not exhausted from doing it so that's kind of a five out of 10 intensity. So when it comes to the main row, if you're gonna try and do the 24 strokes a minute at quite a high pace, then you kinda of wanna be going about six or seven seconds faster than you're rowing right now. Okay, so two more strokes. We'll put one foot in the ground. There we go. My straps are a little looser today, so I'm able to 
just flick them out of the foot, the strap, put it on the ground. Now this just helps with that opening and closing of the hips because you're not as bound up with two feet strapped in here. So you can think about that forwards tilt, that lean into the front of the machine. Hang on, let's take one more here. Salt feet. Can I get it back in? Oh no, I can't. Ah, oh, smarty pants. <laughs> there we go. Right. I said before, don't worry if you lose a few seconds in the transition here. But the other thing about having just one leg strapped in is that it's easier to roll forwards to get that shin all the way into a vertical position. So you can get and kind of improve your flexibility a little bit this way. Okay, so both feet back in. Come on, legs straight and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms. Then out with your arms, swing back over your hips. But it's important you pick up that initial strain or tension, whatever you want to call it, the weight of the flywheel with the swing of your back first and then you pull in your hands. One more here. Okay, let's roll to the front. So I'm going to tighten my straps on the weight. Forwards tilt, straight arms, just press out the front. Not too hard, okay? Because this is really about practice for holding this position, the forwards tilt. So if I go nice and soft, I can really concentrate on holding the forwards tilt and arms straight as I connect to the front. If you try and push too hard, the tendency is then to kind of launch against it. I just want you to practice being in that position for the initial leg drive. So, last thing to say is the reason I'm in cycling shorts is I'm going to do today's row and then I'm on a Zwift right afterwards. Just in case you're like, why is he in cycling shorts? He's rowing. So, like I say, I'm about to uh, get into the video that I recorded in 2021 of me doing the row where I'm doing it at 24 strokes a minute and 2K plus 12 pace in case you're wanting to follow along with me. I will see you in just over half an hour for the cool down. Just a quick reminder that this 30 minute row is an as you wish row. I'll be doing it at 24 strokes a minute, but you can row this how you like. Now I did this on Row Pro, so in the video you're about to see, don't be too alarmed when I start making references to computer software. Enjoy your row. Okay, so keep an eye on your monitors. I will talk you through this as it happens for me, but obviously you'll see it on screen. Attention, go. Oh, we didn't get much time there, did we? Okay. So, like I say, my intention is to do this at 24 strokes a minute, 2K plus 12, which means I should be rowing around about 157 pace. Now, you don't have to follow along with me. This is... Session seven is like an elective. Nope, backed off a bit. It's an elective one for the week, so you can roll this at whatever pace, but I'm just throwing out the suggestion. Sorry, I'm just pausing because I'm kind of all over the place pace-wise. Let's try to get a hang of it. 
I just want to hold. If I can hold 157 the whole way. I'll be happy. So how many? Can't quite see. There's seven of us rowing. Right now, Sam is in the lead. Mark Evans in second. I'm in third place. Slightly ahead of James Mundy. I'm hoping that as being one of the 10k sessions was two times 20 minutes at this pace and stroke rate that half an hour in a single sausage isn't a bad idea <laughs> bad idea that extra 10 minutes will certainly add to the intensity and unless I get into a proper bun fight at the end of it then it'll just be a case of holding this rate and pace the whole way through so now that we're coming up for three and a half minutes into this and hopefully you're warmed up any niggles that your body may have will either have eased up or really revealed themselves as proper injuries that mean you either need to slow down to protect or stop altogether but it's also the right time to just start thinking a little bit more about your technique before you kind of get anything a little bit loose into the habit for the next half hour oh well 25 minutes at least so I have been trying to break up various aspects of technique 
over the past six days to try and let you understand my thought processes behind why a good technique is there or why I talk about it all the time and it really comes down to efficiency and injury prevention so injury prevention should I'm hoping make enough sense that you want to make sure to not get injured while rowing but also that you don't find an accumulation of rowing just causes strains and aches once you've cooled down you can take care of that partly through a good stretching routine but it's best to take care of it at the source rather than trying to fix it afterwards but efficiency is kind of if you can think about it from an efficiency point of view it will help you get fitter and faster and then just as a byproduct because you're rowing with a good technique the whole injury prevention thing will come into play anyway and really it's all about body angles and how you put the power into the machine so from a body angle point of view the important things to always think about is that you're only ever really going from a one o'clock on the clock face lean forwards to a 11 o'clock lean backwards <coughs> it's worthwhile videoing yourself and having a look to see what's going on because it's easy to think you're in the right angles but then 
you watch it back and suddenly lots becomes apparent like the two main things that you'll see are people who finish a lot deeper than 11 o'clock or I mean an over lean at the front can happen from tired people who just go Ooh, like that but that's not what I mean an over tilt at the front is normally an issue with like an extra lean that's my issue where I come forwards and then as I get to the front I kind of dip and that ruins my stroke but the other error you'll see is people who come forwards with the greatest of intentions but then just as they start to drive their legs into the machine they'll swing back too soon ruining the point of that forward lean you can often see that happen because people will look up so if you look up it promotes that breaking that early swing over your back so if you can just think about 1 o'clock forwards 11 o'clock back that will take you a lot closer to a good technique than a lot of people out there the next thing is your arms making sure at the front of the machine they're straight you don't want a bend in your elbows straight and relaxed I often talk about zombies and how they're nice and loose and relaxed with their arms 
and that's how you should come forwards. If I was in your rowing room and I saw your triceps and forearms popping on your arms, I'd tell you to relax. Because that's a good sign that you're coming forwards rigid. You want nice, loose shoulders and loose arms ready to brace against the handle as you push with your feet. So you're not pulling on the handle as you go through the stroke. You hang, you brace at the front of the stroke. It's only at the back of the stroke that you finally pull with your arms. So you're straight pull, straight pull, straight pull. See the amount of time that my arms remain straight for. All right, halfway there. We're at the Bon Jovi point. Good going. But it's still important that you think about that pull. You want to come in with enough power, obviously to add force into the stroke, but also so that the handle bounces away from your body again. So if you finish with the handle around sternum height. What's happened to Sam? Uh, so you finish sternum height, elbows through your sides, wrists flat, then that creates a springiness to your arms that sends them forwards only like a couple of inches, but it's enough that springiness to initiate the return of your arms. So all you need to do 
is continue that momentum of the forward movement and then as your arms come out get them into that nice straight zombie position nice and loose and relaxed and what happens is that the momentum of your arms going away helps to trigger your back coming out of that 11 o'clock layback so your arms go and then your back gets into that forward lean by the time your hands are past your knees and that is the trick for making sure you don't over lean at the front once your arms are straight and you have that forward lean you don't move your back anymore you just stay in that angle and that return really is all about efficiency your arms naturally bounce forwards in the same rhythm you pull them in at which then triggers that forward lean and then as your body weight is now going forwards all you have to do is bend your knees and you will return to the front of the machine with hardly any energy expenditure from other muscles and that's where the efficiency thing comes in you want to make sure you're never wasting energy in the stroke or losing energy so the power generation comes not from your arms pulling the handle but from your legs pushing 
the machine away from you. And if you think about it in those terms, pushing the machine away rather than pushing yourself backwards, then it's easier to get the right sensation of getting the power from your legs through your body through your arms and into the handle because <laughs> what you don't want to do is either lose power by not connecting your feet to the handle at the same time or fighting other muscles so you really want just your legs to feel as though they're working at the start of the stroke here you will feel tension as you brace your arms against the handle but you shouldn't feel the need to fight it with your arms if you do if the stroke is so heavy that you have to grab to get it moving then chances are your drag factor or resistance is set too high I say or resistance for those not on a concept too I'm not saying that drag factor is the same as resistance so arms straight and push with the feet with the legs and that forward lean that I'm so chatty about is how the power gets up and into your arms without your back fighting it either so a good posture and a forward lean with a braced core and then straight arms as you push the machine away from you and the power should surge into the machine you really should hear it accelerate rip through the air five minutes to go 120 strokes for me 
And then once your leg drive is about halfway done, that's when you finally swing over your back, tilting, hinging over your hips from a forward lean to backward lean. And that tilt, swing, rock of your back adds power into the machine. Certainly enough that you don't want to lose by swinging your back before you drive with your legs. And then right as you start that backswing, that's when you finally pull the handle in to run about sternum height. And again, that sternum height, you will see other rowers finishing in different places, often very high. Whoops. And apart from the fact you could let go of the handle, like I just did, it also puts all of your arm force into your biceps and forearms rather than your lats taking the fair share of the force. So if you don't have the strength or muscle fitness to finish high, you're headed towards a torn bicep, tennis elbow, and possibly just a slower stroke. Similar, but often common in water rowers is finishing with the elbows out instead of through, which for the on the water people that may be cool, but it puts the force into your delts. Again, they aren't as big and powerful as your lats, so you may 
injure them. So a slight flare out of your elbows is okay in order to keep your wrists flat and help with your elbows coming through which then creates that spring forwards of your arms oh crikey there's so much more I could say but watch all of my workout videos across this month and you'll hear it all one more stroke oh. well I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did I actually did it down at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 today because I've got this Zwift ride coming up with my good old cycling shorts so uh, hopefully this has run about enough time since my havering at the end of the main video and this little introduction to the cooldown that you've had a chance to get a drink and get yourself ready to go into this cooldown so I'm going to basically just do this at that warm-up uh, pace, that kind of 5 out of 10 walking upstairs uh, pace, just to let yourself cool down. So here we go. In 3, 2, 1, let's go. So run about 18, 20 strokes a minute. Enough that you can still feel you're connecting and you're putting in some effort here. Enough that you can then let your body cool down, but not so much. You feel your heart rate starting to climb again and it starts to feel like effort again. That's not what you want. This is meant to give you a chance for your body to cool down or at least to slow down rather than just stop. But also just your brain, you want to kind of just disengage from any tough effort you've just been doing or concentrating on stroke rates. And then you also just use this as a kind of a reminder of what your stroke should feel like when it's under control. So the thing about a time trial is that as much as I talk a good game when it comes to technique, see for the last, say, minute, maybe two minutes, depending on the length of a time trial. I mean, I said before, I'd stand on my head if I could squeeze an extra couple of seconds pace out of the machine. So technique, as you fatigue, and as you're screaming into a finish, on the rowing machine anyway, can often be quite ropey. <laughs> so a cool down is a good time to just get back into the best endeavors of your technique so that this is what your brain remembers as a good technique instead of flailing around like a dying salmon. <laughs> in the search of an extra second okay three more strokes and I'm done you don't have to stop cooling down of course you can keep on going or you can join me for some stretching now don't just stop wander off and don't do any stretching please at least do your quads and your hamstrings not in the shower though I want you to slip and fall over so don't do that but just take a moment to stretch your quads and your hamstrings or you can Join Stretchy John, who's appeared, and he'll take you through some guided stretching. Or you can follow me on the machine if you don't have space to stretch. Accompanied by the sounds of fireworks going off. Okay, so we'll start off with the hamstrings. So feet in the straps, a little bit loose so you can get a good angle between your feet and your legs. Hands in the air, 
fold forwards. So I'm being quiet to see if I can hear any fireworks going off, but just as I stop, they all stop. Um, in the UK, you see on the November the 5th, we have a thing called Guy Fox Day, just in case, just for the international people. Um, and this is to celebrate a foiled plot to blow up um, the Houses of Parliament. It's a strange thing to celebrate, really, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so whereas in America you have like 4th of July as your big fireworks or like Thanksgiving, maybe. I don't know if you do fireworks on Thanksgiving. But yeah, for us, the big fireworks thing is November the 5th. Right, let's do uh, glutes next. So one leg up on the rail. Bring your other foot over the top. Uh, heel up against the crook of your knee. Bring this knee across your body so it's in line so you go face, knee, foot. Hold it in place with the other arm and then rotate round into this glute, okay? So um, ideally, so you're kind of facing uh, away from you, kind of side on. So I'm trying to work out how to explain this for, for podcast people. Um, but yeah, so, and then as long as you keep this knee in position up and kind of you're, you're giving some kind of a stretch across your body, you should really feel it down there in the glute. Oh, swap legs, same thing, but other leg. Oh, rotate round. And just do kind of check your angles and how much force you're putting across your leg and just make sure you're getting a good stretch in there. You don't want to just be sitting here and flapping around and it's of no use. You want to make sure and still get a good stretch in here. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Right, let's get off and do quads. So stand up next to the machine. You can rest a finger on the monitor if you wish. Flick your foot up. Hold your heel up against your backside. Then uh, have a little bit of force pulling that heel up against your backside to just help that stretch. Stay close enough to the machine so that if, like me, you suddenly wobble, uh, you can quickly put a hand out and touch the monitor to just steady yourself. This should be a good exercise in balance. Salt feet. Um, uh, doing it all on one foot. Oh, no, missed. <laughs> uh, there you go. So not only should your balance improve the more you do this, it's also just it is a good strengthening exercise for your, uh, your stabilizer muscles because it's all very good stretching and, and doing things or even like doing squats and whatever, but it's like using a machine to do squats. You don't use your stabilizing muscles if you use a machine or like bench presses on a machine. Oh, you're much better to do a bench press of like dumbbells because then you have to use your stabilizing muscles safely, of course. Please don't follow me if, if you're going to drop them. Don't do that. Right, hip flexors next. So one knee on the ground, toes up behind you, other foot on the ground with your knee above your foot. Then with a good posture, just push that hip forwards. See how the, I just move that hip forward. So I'm opening up the angle of my back leg and bringing this knee across the top of my uh, other foot to just help get a stretch right up here into my hip flexor. Oh, I can feel it's all nice and stretchy. It might go down a little bit into your quad, but it shouldn't be like down in the meat of your quad. Maybe just like up here, just as it goes down. Oh, swap legs. And I'm not gonna do the hovering the leg off the ground one this time. So just the same thing, push that. I wanna make sure I get a decent stretch into this hip flexor. And I just feel that when I do the alternate one with the knee off the ground, I don't quite get as good a stretch into my hip flexor. So apologies if you're like, what's he on about? This is the first of his videos. I want to know about that other stretch. Look at like the end of row six and you'll see me doing it. 
and in fact most of the other ones you'll see me doing it but just today I just feel especially if I'm going to go on the bike next that I want to make sure that my hip flexors are nicely stretched off ready for a, a tough cycle on Zwift right next up let's do forearms so hands in front of your face push them together bring them down in front of your chest carry on pushing them together you should find you get a nice stretch between your forearms and your fingers so the, the pause there was I suddenly realized that when I designed my little zombie carrot t-shirt he's of course he's got a green top up at the top a little bit here is green now I don't know if you've realized this if well you might be new to the channel or not but I film on this on the green screen I'm not actually here this is actually all done in the green screen so that should be completely see-through and you should see the background through the green bit there so there you go giving away my TV magic. Uh, next up, shoulders. Yeah, I just, uh, so sorry, that doesn't help for the podcast people. Put your hand straight in front of you, bring it across your body. Use your other hands to kind of brace it against your body as it comes straight across and you should feel you get a nice stretch in your shoulders. Um, yeah, I used to record these videos in a CrossFit gym and it worked really well. Um, it was a nice setting and yeah, it worked nicely. Uh, but unfortunately, it got condemned. Um, and so that then kind of stopped roll along for almost a year because I was like, what do I do? I can't film it anywhere. And I tried to do something against like a curtain in uh, a studio and it just didn't work. And then I thought, hang on, I've got a studio. All I have to do is um, paint a wall green and I can do it as a green screen. Swap arms. Um, so this is why you'll see me rowing in lots of um, different spaces. Um, I think at first I tried to pretend that it was real, <laughs> but I think it's probably... It's well, it's more fun to own up to because then it means I can do things like the Halloween row I did in 2021, where I was like in a haunted forest, Ooh. or if I'm like in a like this year's one, I was in like a zombie underground or whatever. It's more fun that way. Um, right, so shoulders done. And it means I can give me requests, tell me what kind of background you want, and I'll I'll pick one. Uh, so biceps next, put your hands behind you so you're a ski jumper. I could be on a ski jump, and then rotate your thumbs outwards, and that should stretch the long head of your bicep. Problem is, is it has to be, I have to find a background that's like a, like this one. Like is that kind of, uh, it's quite a deep background into it. That's why there's a, um, there's a guy that designs lots of just kind of 3D rooms. Most of the rooms that you see me rowing in are actually just computer generated ones. Um, but they work perfectly. So it has to be like a proper side on one as though you can have this shot in it. So, but by all means, send me something. Send me a photo of your gym. If you can try and work out this kind of a framing of your gym that's empty, that doesn't have someone going in a still. Hang on, let's do triceps next. So hand up in the air, down your back, like that. There we go. Push it, push your elbow up and back so that it helps that tricep stretch. Um, yeah, if you have a gym or a space that you think would, aim, would work well as a background here, if it's your gym, make sure and speak to the gym owner, okay? Because that's, yeah. And you need to leave enough space for, um, for the, me to kind of comp in uh, the rowing machine. Um, so like imagine this background without a rowing machine in it. That's kind of the, the framing it needs to be. And yeah, feel free to email it to info at rowalong.com. You could do, well, if only you could do your, your front room with the space, who knows? In fact, you could send a video if it's like a rowing fireplace in the background and I could loop it, have it as a background. Why not? Why not? I could just, the only outside is a bit of a problem just for the fact that I'm inside and, and from a lighting point of view, um, it's quite hard to light for outside because um, I need to light the green screen properly so I can key it out. Uh, so to then mess around with lighting to try and make it look like outside, it's just too difficult. I tried it once 
it just didn't work. So anyway, there we go. That's the stretching done. Uh, yeah. So yeah, by all means do. I mean, you don't have to. Don't worry. No pressure. Don't worry. <laughs> don't sit there go, oh, I'm going to have to tidy up. Yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. It's fine. I'm perfectly fine with these backgrounds. And in fact, I used this one for the whole entire 30 minutes. So, uh, sorry, the entire 30 sessions of 30 minutes. So it'll only be um, when it comes to uh, the next series. And I might actually just rerun the Christmas ones anyway. You could always send me like a nice shot of a Christmas scene and I could be rowing in front of that. But anyway, sorry. I'm off on one. See, sometimes I get a little idea in my head and it just doesn't, doesn't uh, I'm like a dog with a bone. Thank you so much for taking part in this one. I do, let me know what you did. Cause like I said, uh, my, when I did it last year, I did it at 24 strokes a minute, 2K plus 12. Today I did it at 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18. So please let me know what you did, whether you enjoyed it. Tell me how you're enjoying this entire series as a whole, whether you're, whether you're down, hey, with the kids, uh, with the fact that I'm just doing the intros and outros and just replaying the old one. It just, seriously, it makes life so much easier for me to do it this way, especially cause I've done it once already. Um, and it means that then I can kind of mix up what I'm doing in between. I don't have to follow what I did sometimes I do sometimes I don't um, yeah so thank you very much for being here uh, I do hope that you will uh, continue on with this and go on to day eight of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts or if this is your first one rewind all the way back to day one and go oh this is what it's about um, yeah and uh, yeah I'm gonna go out I'm gonna set off some fireworks uh, which is always fun with the kids um, and then I'm gonna have I think it's pizza for dinner tonight yeah so a nice uh, ham and Ham, pesto, and goat's cheese pizza, I think it is. Which is going to be lovely. Prosciutto, not ham. God, how common am I? Anyway, I will see you in a future video. Until then, take care. Be well. Bye-bye.